This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. We are absolutely delighted to have Judy Blundell uh, joining us. Uh, Her book, The High Season, is absolutely fantastic. One of our favorite books that we've read this summer. Hi, Judy. Judy, hi. Hi, hi. What a great book. I have, um, like... Four chapters left. I'm going crazy. Lori finished it. it, it okay, no spoilers. No spoilers. No. So tell people, give us the setup of um, your high book, season. The High Season. Uh, the High Season is about, uh, primarily about uh, the main character, Ruthie. And she has an almost ex-husband and a teenage daughter and the perfect summer beach house. This, you know, great shingle, killer view. It has been rescued and lovingly renovated by Ruthie and her husband, her husband, Mike, over the years. But the catch is the only way they can afford the house is to rent it out during the summer. And this summer, their renter is a woman who is very well known. She's a socialite, and she's kind of escaped this complicated life in Hamptons to come to Ruthie's house which is on the North Fork of Long Island, which is a quieter, very chill part of Long Island compared to the Hamptons. And, right. of course, um, everything just kind of blows up from there. You you know, I just... I it lo- made me want to go there. So bad. I, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> well, that's good. And just kind of the description, I there was one line in it, and I can't remember where it was, something about how... People used to be more characters, or how everyone's starting to look alike. Where they're used to. Oh, yeah. What is that line? I loved it. I can't. But you know how everyone is starting to look the same, and the only thing that now is a way to separate people is their wallet. It's yeah. no longer their face yeah. or their teeth or anything. Yeah. You know, I can't yeah. remember what line you use, but that just struck I think me. It was, uh- the character of Doe, who's the millennial character, yes. is just reflecting on, because she's the character who, she has a, a secret Instagram account, and she's a photographer, so that's, she's just trying to grow her Instagram, and so the way to do that is to take the ferry to the Hamptons and to crash these very fancy parties, which is what she does, and so she's reflecting on the fact that you know, this is a Manhattan crowd, and they all kind of go to the same hairdressers and the same plastic surgeons, and you know, the same stylist, and so she has trouble telling them apart. Yeah. They all start to look like, okay, so the book is the high season, if you're just joining us. We're talking with Judy Blundell. Judy, in this book, it is such... Are you opening a package? (laughs) Me? Yeah. 
No. Oh, I just heard some scratching, and I'm like, what's going on? Um, no, I think it's the, it must be the telephone. Oh, okay. So um, we just, Lori tore through this book. She was reading it at my cabin last week, and I was still reading our book from last week. Yeah. We, we, we love but I was these, very, um, this one made delicious. So I just kept wanting to turn the page, and I do love a, oh, good. I do love a book where, you know, you've got the the people who live there year round, and then you got the people, the summer people that mm-hmm. come Invade in the that, area that come in. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering, do I mean, do you have experience in that side of uh, the Hamptons, or how did the local people feel about the high season? And you're telling people about it. Oh, well, that's kind of a two pronged question. Okay. Um, uh, well, I should explain to uh, your listeners that Long Island is shaped like a fish. Yes. And so picture a fish tail. There's a north fork and a south fork. And so there's a big difference between the two. And um, early on in my marriage, my husband and I lived in in, the, in Montauk, which is now basically yeah. Hampton. But back yeah. then it was just an empty beach town. And we mm-hmm. lived there year-round. So that was the first time I became acquainted with the idea of uh, we knew people who rented out their houses in the summer uh, in order to afford, you know, orthodontia or college fund or just to get by. And then they would also pick up second jobs. So that just kind of stuck in my head. Okay. And then I decided to set it in Orient years later. And I'm actually in Orient right now because I'm working on a new book. And it's just this lovely, quiet village where it's the Mm anti-Hampton. And so the people here do they're so nice and welcoming. There's one general store, and uh, but I, they do this thing that I call the Orient Lean, which is I'll say, oh yeah, uh, when I was working on the book, I was like, oh, I'm working on a book, and it's set here in Orient, and they just sort of lean back and say, oh. oh. <laughs> Don't you tell know, anyone about this place. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I was would think, you know, because like when you are in a great place that's not discovered by everybody, you're mm-hmm. like, well, good for you. Yeah, but <laughs> it's compelling. That's what makes the story, the contrast between the haves the, and the have nots. Yeah, is that yeah. small museum that Ruthie directs, is that a real museum? Oh, no, I totally made that I up. Did, my, I like my it. My husband is a museum director and we've, been around the country with that job um, in the Pacific Northwest and in Florida and in Delaware and then in Westchester County, New York, and then now we're on Long Island. And so, and he's just a great guy and a really friendly guy and he keeps relationships. And so, and he's a great cook. So we would have other curators and museum directors over and I'm always right there with the bottle of wine, filling up the glasses, saying, so... You know, any gossip? <laughs> <laughs> Who was in the museum? Who bought a piece of art? You know, the the book is high season. Um, Judy, you know, it, it really, for a summer read, and Lori and I, I mean, Lori can read a book in a day. <laughs> And it takes me a little bit longer. And I'm listening to your book on online. I mean, I'm listening Audible. to your book on Audible and reading oh, it at the great. same time. I love oh, who's good. narrating it. I love. Oh, good. I love being great. able to do yeah. this. It's just maximizing my time. Does the author Judy? Do you have any say in who narrates uh, any book of yours? I actually did in this case, where they sent me um, a couple of audition tapes, yeah. and I was able to vote for okay. my favorite. 
and they and they chose the one that I that I wanted. Yeah, because yeah. you have romance, you have um, you know re- all it's, different things. It's so good. It's, it's hard to even describe. It's just this is a great book. Yeah, it it, it, it I can see I can see the movie. I feel the movie. <laughs> Are you? Oh, that would be great. Would that be great? Or would you rather yeah. have it be like a eight se- an eight episode thing, like a Big Little Lies? What would be oh, your preferred I, I, treatment? I don't. I don't know. I would take either okay. in a second. Okay, and you know, people might know you because you've um, your novel, "What I Saw and How I Lied," won the two thousand and eight National Book Award for Young People's mm-hmm. Literature. You've got your mm-hmm. young adult series called the 39 clues and there are four books in that and this is quote unquote what they say i always think that's so weird when they give that definition oh this is someone's first adult novel because i think of you know i don't know some of our favorite books were written with young people in mind Oh, you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like they called that. uh, I I don't know. I I just but is the process any different for you or is it the same? Um, I would say that it was it was a little different. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, first of all, it's just been my great privilege and joy to write for children. And I did it for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I've written a lot of books anonymously as well. I've written over 100 books for kids. But this wow. story was so clearly an adult story in my yeah. mind, and I, I just kind of had to get to, it took me years to be able to clear my schedule. I finally just had to say no to contracts and sit down wow. and finish it. And I think that um, the difference is I would say that I work in more layers in the adult book in terms of, uh, it, you know, there's more characters, yeah. there's there's more plot lines, mm-hmm. but it was very important to me, and I really set out to write a, a, a literary novel in the sense that the language is important, the oh. the visual imagery was important, yes. but also, be, you know, if, with kids' book, what is number one is story, and so that it's like a master class in how to pull a reader to a book, because... Mm-hmm. There's, I was always trying to connect with reluctant readers as kids, so mm-hmm. that means that something has to twist or turn every four or five pages. Mm-hmm. So that was really important to me to, to read an adult, to, I'm sorry, to write an adult book in which story was really paramount and the characters were deep, but there was still a lot going on. There's a ton know? going on, yeah. yeah. You know, and if you're an art lover, I love oh. the references, you know, to not talking to the man with the hood on. And, yeah. and how he describes, I mean, just kind of the over the top, because you can just see these people so zen and so in the know and so rich. It's just so juicy. You know fun what? You to know, read that. yeah. And uh, Judy, you know what? Um, when I'm we're thinking about the high season, it reminds, and I think Julia would feel the same way, but about four or five years ago when we read Crazy Rich Asians. Oh. In the summer, and we were so taken uh, yeah. with the vividly painted world, you know, that Kevin Kwan did. And that's what the high season does. You have because you've got that kind of characterization going on with just the amazing is a main people. Character. Yeah, 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 really amazing. Well, I find that super wealthy really fascinating because there's more and more of them today. Yeah. Um, and it's not even the 1%. It's kind of like the 1% of the 1%. Yeah. Um, oh, you're right about that. Yeah. And they live in a world of enormous privilege. Mm-hmm. And there's a character in the high season that, grew, you know, there was a, the daughter of that yes. billionaire in the hoodie. 
um, you know, it's just amazing to me when you think about, okay, have you ever waited online at the post office? <laughs> no, you right. know, have you ever, you know, all the things that the, the inconveniences that clutter our lives right. or just, just don't exist for these people, mm-hmm. you it's... know? Um, and if you read about how they live, you know, the, I think there's a line in the book about how the shampoo bottles are always full. Yes, and, yes. You know, and the soap never becomes this latherless disc in the, you know, <laughs> that you just don't have to deal. The mail comes and it's just fun things. Yeah. And and magazines. Everything is painted so, that's so good because and then you just root for Ruthie like because she's going through hell in a handbag and you're just rooting for the main (laughs) character like gosh can she catch a break you know somewhere it's so good thank you so much we have to ask you really quickly um, before you leave us Judy um, what's the last great book that you read oh um, that's great because I'm kind of on our reading writing retreat out here and I just finished this morning That Kind of Mother by Ruman Alam um, he wrote Rich and Pretty a couple of years ago, okay, and yeah. I, I really enjoyed I, that book. I think he's a really super interesting writer. Okay, because right, we love to know that. Thank and you so much. I, I nice feel, to meet you. We feel like the high season. I mean, I I know you've got. I know it's being chopped in Hollywood right now, so we'll keep our fingers crossed for you. Yeah. It would be an amazing. Either way, because you movie. have so many. You have so many different yeah. age groups. So oh, many different. Yeah. It'd be so good. Well, I wish Hollywood made movies out of you know like this instead of just you know yeah, superheroes yeah. movies. I know. I yeah, we're with exactly. you, sister. Reese Witherspoon is listening today, so That's we'll right. make sure she knows about oh. you. <laughs> All right, hi Reese. All right, hi. So Thanks nice to meet you, Bye, Judy. Judy. Guys, thank you. Super the book and so smart. Thank you. Thank oh, you. The book is the high season. We've got a couple copies. And uh, coming back, what's going to happen, Lorraine? What is going to happen? Chef surprise. No, we do. You're giving us a movie review of a very amazing movie. I did see an amazing movie.